Good morning, everyone. Okay, now let's open our Bible, John chapter 6. Okay, I want all of you literally open your smartphone, open your physical Bible, okay? So don't look at the screen. I need you to open your Bible, okay? Very important. Open your Bible. I'm going to give you time. Open your Bible. Open your smartphone, John chapter 6. there okay now I just like to ask all of you just to scan through all chapter 6 because we have 71 verses so here at the first one the title is Jesus feeds 5,000 yes and first 16 it says what Jesus walks on water let's continue and what is the next Jesus the bread of life and now let's go to the last one, for 60. What's the titles? Many, Many turn away. Okay. So we have 71 verses in John chapter 6. Last time I preached from John chapter 6, and we learned that Jesus did not come mainly just to be useful for you. He came to be precious. He did not come mainly to just to give you breath, Paul. Jesus came to be the breath of life. You know, remember the people on John chapter 6, they wanted Jesus to be their kind of king. But Jesus did not come to be just a useful king. That's why Jesus, what happened to you? Sleep away, right? And this is very important for all of us to remember. Because so many of us here as a Christian living in America, we can sometimes we see only Jesus as a useful king in our life. And when we study again last month, when the people came, came again uh, to Jesus, the next day Jesus rebuked them. You wanted to be with me because I fed you, not because you understand the miraculous sign. Jesus was mad. And Jesus explained to them about the miracles that I came to be, I came for you to be precious. I came for you, I, I died for you so you can come, so you can be with me. You need to drink my blood and you need to eat my body. And they just, whoa, it's too much. And what happened in John 6, verse 66, they left Jesus. And I like, and I want to remind all of you, don't be like these people. Don't see just Jesus, just oh useful king. I hope you see all of you here, see Jesus as the precious king in our life. Remember, we can have a great desire for Jesus, but if the Jesus that we are excited about is not the biblical Jesus, Jesus will slip away from your life. He's not the genie in the bottle. He's not a Santa Claus. He is Jesus. He came to be precious in our life. Today, we are going to continue our study in John, John 6. This is part 2. 
There are very important crumbs, you know, crumbs from this chapter. I mean, again, the main point, the main point of John chapter 6 is what? Jesus came to be precious. That's the main point. You need to understand this. The main point is Jesus came to be precious. But there are very important reminders that we can learn from a study. The first crumb. Let's read John 6, verse 12 to 13. I have it in the screen. John 12, John 6, verse 12 to 13. After everyone was full, okay, this is after Jesus performed the miracles, right? Feeding the 5,000 men, okay? After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they pick up the pieces and fill 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. Why are they left offers from the miracles and it filled 12 baskets? Why 12? Why not 11? Why not 13, man? Why 12? Why? Surely it is not coincidence that there are 12 baskets. Remember, Jesus called his disciples the 12. Let's read John 6, 67. Jesus, after many people left them, and Jesus, uh, Jesus, then Jesus turned to the 12, the 12, right? The 12, and asked, are you also going to leave? So Jesus called the, the disciples the 12. So this is what we need to know from why there are left offers from the miracles and it filled 12 baskets. The 12 disciples, the 12 followers of Christ had been serving the people. You know, I wanted to imagine serving minimum 5,000 people. Imagine that. I, I believe they will not eat first, right? I mean, 5,000 people. I think it takes, I don't know, 12 people? Man, you know, at least like 80 80, 80 people for, for one uh, disciples? Imagine that, Brandon. Teaching 80 kids in the same time. 80. And don't forget about the picky eaters, like Paul. Oh, I don't like the onions. Oh, yeah, it's me. My bad. Can you imagine, like, Peter, 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 I want more. Okay, fine. Oh, but Peter, I want this part. No, I don't have it. Can you ask James? Just imagine all these people. Maybe they're just like, no, I don't like the onion. I don't like this part. Can we get this part? Imagine this. This is hard work, man. Feeding 5,000 men. Minimum 5,000 men. And we know it can be possible 10,000 people were there. So imagine one person serving the 100 to 100 people on that day. They were tired. Physically and mentally drained. Like, man, this is crazy. This is too much. And the 12 baskets of the left offers were to remind the disciples, Philips, when you serve me, listen to this, 
I will take care of you. I will provide your need. Same thing with all of us here today. When we serve Jesus and we give and give and give until we think that we cannot give no more. Jesus promised to us that he will take care of us. Maybe some of you today are tired from loving and forgiving our unlovable, strong personality, not easy family members or friends. We feel no matter what we do will or no matter what we did do will do will never satisfy them. Or maybe some of you you are weary from waiting for job promotion when the rest of your co-workers get the promotion and you don't get it because you live your Christian values. You work with integrity. You don't cut corners. Or maybe some of you have been serving the Lord. You have poured out your life to give the breath of life to the world. Like many of us here today, you know, through the pandemic, throughout the pandemic, we have been working and giving and serving God's people. We give and give and give. We are willing to risk our life to share his gospel. And Jesus is saying today with the 12 basket story, I will take care of you. The more you satisfy others, the more I will be your satisfaction. The more you give life to others, the more I will be life to you. So this is very important principles. Not, why not 11 baskets? Why not 13? Why 12? Because there's 12 disciples of Jesus who've been serving along with Jesus. And he's saying, no, 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 I will take care of you. Don't worry. I will always remember what you do for me. And maybe today, some of you need to be reminded. Don't give up. God will take care of you. Let's read Galatians 6, verse 9. It says here, So let's not get tired of Doing what is good. Like feeding the 5,000 men. Serving God's people. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So let's not get tired of doing a good things. Because at the right time, all of us, we will reap a harvest of blessings, guys. God will take care of you. I do believe it. Another one, Psalms 27, verse 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. For me, remind yourself, in the midst of craziness of life, you need to remember, you will see the goodness of God. 
in the land of the living. I do believe it. Psalms 34 verse 8. Taste and see the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. I mean, again, people who take who people people who take refuge are the people who are in trouble. Or maybe in our text today, people who are weary and tired. And the Bible declares, "Oh, the joy of those who take refuge in Him." Why joy? Because they will taste. And see that the Lord is good. That is the first reminder. Why 12 baskets? Why 12 baskets, Pastor Bernard? You know, when you, when you serve the Lord, God will take care of you. You've been giving your life. I give and give to the poor. Like, I cannot give no more, Lord. Oh, God will take care of you. When we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus will take care of us. He will always be enough for us. So don't give up serving your family. Don't give up waiting for that miracles, that healing, that job. Don't give up serving the Lord in the church, in local church, wherever you are. Because in due seasons, you will reap the harvest of blessings. Again, remember the main point of John 6. Jesus did not come to be useful. He came to be precious. So again, don't twist my teaching to the, oh, they mean I can get all I want? No. God will take care of your needs. Absolutely. And for me, I want to encourage all of you, try to live a simple life. Less headaches. And you can give and bless other people more. That's the first principles, reminders we learn, the first crumbs from John 6. The second crumb from John 6 is Jesus walks on the water. Let's read John 6, 16 to 21. Let's read John 6, 16 to 21. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell, Jesus still had not come back. They got into the boat and headed across, to the, lake, across, across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon, a gale swept down upon them, and the sea grew very rough. They had rode three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified. But he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. Then they were eager to let, him, Jesus, to let Jesus in the boat. Immediately they arrived at their destination. Okay, when we read the whole John 6 Maybe some of us get confused. Why did Apostle John put the, put the miracles of Jesus walking on the water in the middle of the miracles feeding 5,000 men? I mean, verse 1 to 15 is the miracle itself, right? Feeding the 5,000. 
And after they jump, verse 22 to 71, okay, the whole, most like the whole verse, the whole chapters, the explanation of the miracles of the feeding of the 5,000. So we have only six verses. Verse 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Six verses to tell us the miracles of Jesus walking on the water. The rest of the chapter is devoted to explain the implication of the miracles of the feeding of the 5,000. The question is why? As far as we know, there is no explanation for the miracles of Jesus walking on the water. But this miracle was very important in the eyes of Jesus' disciples. And Apostle John, no, we need to put it here. Remember, they were in the boat. Yes, they were rowing for how many miles? Three to four miles, right? But they did not go anywhere. The storm was very rough. Right? Now their life was in danger after their ministry feeding 5,000 men. But, there's a but. Their, their life was in danger, but Jesus was walking on the water. On the land, Jesus gave them the 12 baskets of miracles. But here, in the midst of storm, Jesus gave them the miracles of his presence. When they thought there was no way Jesus could be here, Jesus was walking on the water. Not only just walking on the water, man. It's not like, you know, I have nothing to do. Let me just walk in the water, man. Just let me show off my power no jesus was walking on the water toward their boat jesus walked toward their life jesus intention walking on the water was to be inside their boat also we need to know that apostle john did not mention that jesus Calm the storm. Jesus didn't say, calm storm. No. Right? I mean, he did it in other miracles, but not here. He said to the disciples, don't be afraid. I am here. Then they were eager to let Jesus in the boat. And what happened? Immediately, they arrived at their destination. The point for all of us is this. We serve the Lord. We give and give and give and give. We give, we share the bread of life to the world. We love Him by loving His people. And we, and we are going to heaven. Yeah. Amen. We are going to heaven. But the journey going to heaven is full of bombs. Turbulence. Storms. Sometimes detours. And the good news is, Jesus is walking on the water. And not only just walking in the water, man, he's walking toward us. 
He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. When, when we take Jesus into our boat with joy, we will arrive at our desired place. Heaven is our home. I want you to remember this. You know, we serve the Lord. We give. We love Him by loving His people. Okay? We are going to heaven. We are in the journey going to heaven. Amen? Yes. Absolutely. All of us here, we are in the journey going to heaven. But we need to remember the journey full of bumps, full of storm. But Jesus promised all of you here today, Jesus will never forsake you or leave you. He is walking on the water for you, my friend. So maybe you feel like, well, I want to give up. You know, I, I just serve the Lord. I just give and give and give what my life is just so hard, Lord Jesus Christ. But for me, I want you to remember Jesus is walking toward you. He's walking on the water, man. He will perform His miracles. You will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You will see. You will taste and see the Lord is good. You will see it. Don't give up. Let's read 1 Corinthians 1, verse 8. Jesus will keep you strong. Amen? But the most important word here is to the end. Oh man, Jesus will keep you strong at the beginning. Oh yes. But the word two is very important. If you are smart, the word two including the journey, right? Two represents point A to point B, true or not? Right? So here, Jesus will keep you strong, fam. Jesus will keep you strong, Chandra, to the end. <laughs> not just like, yeah, just to point B, and after that, when you need to do the rest. No, 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 no. He said, to the end. Oh, and this is a good news for all of us. Amen. Jesus will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. Man, what a promise to all of us. Don't give up. Don't give up. Hang in there. Jesus is walking on the water and toward our boat. My job and your job, invite him to your boat. When you invite Jesus to your boat, what happened here? You will suddenly, automatically arrive in a destination. That means Jesus will be there along the way till the end. That is the second point. First, remember, still the main point, Jesus came to be the precious king, not just the useful one. But I think, I believe this is very important for us to know. I mean, why, Apostle John, you put like a miracle, in, I mean, walking on the water just in the middle. And there's something for all of us here to learn. In the eyes of John, man, this is a very important miracle. And I hope it bless all of you. Now, the third crumb. 
Let's read John 6, verse 27. The third crime, let's read John 6, 27. Okay? So don't be concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of His approval. So now, what does Jesus mean that we should not be concerned about perishable things like food? Okay? In other translations, it says this. Don't work for ordinary human food. Ooh. What does Jesus mean? Don't work for ordinary food. That all of us should quit the job? Stop working? Or we should not earn a living and use it to buy food so we and our family can eat it and keep working? Is it Jesus saying, just pray? Don't need to work. I'll provide. Let's answer these questions. Let's read Ephesians 4, verse 28. Ephesians 4, verse 28. If you are thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work. Then give generously to others in need. Another one, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10. Even while we are, even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. So I don't think that Jesus is asking, Jesus is asking his disciples to quit their job. Stop working, Paul. Just pray, man. I'll give you food. The whole Bible commands all of us to be the steward of his gift. To manage his gifts well. To work for the Lord. So what does it mean, Pastor Falim, then? So this is, so this is what it means. When we become believers, something has changed. Okay? A new treasure is added to your heart a million times more precious than money or what money can buy. Okay? And Jesus said this, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And Jesus is the treasure of our heart. That happens when we become Christians. That's life transformation. Something happened. Before you treasured this stuff, now you treasure Jesus. Our eyes are open. We see Jesus Christ as our Savior. We eat and taste the bread of life, and we say, Mmm, this is good. This is yummy. Remember? When I ate in and out in front of you? Oh, maybe I need to remind you. Let me show the video. Oh, can we have the video? Oh, yeah. Mm -mm -mm. This is good, man. Mm. Okay, thank you. 
We eat and taste the bread of life and we say, hmm, this is good. So now, after we taste Jesus, after we taste the goodness of the Lord, what happened? You, being, you be lazy? You stop working? No. Now we go to work, not dominated by the desires of the parcel of food. We go to work by knowing Jesus, by trusting Jesus, by treasuring him as the supreme treasure of life. We go to work with our hearts set on making much of Jesus in every aspect of our vocation. We will bring seal and excellence and joy to our work because we love Jesus. And we know that everything we do in his name is for the glory of the Lord. From cleaning the toilets to managing the organization. That's why you know, right? All the newborn pastors start from cleaning the toilets. You ask Pastor Bernard. You want to be a pastor? Start from the restroom. It just to remind all of us, man. Yeah. Because here we need to understand, we won't be driven. I, I mean, I don't want to be driven because of the money or the big pay or position or benefits. No. We will be driven because our heart treasure Jesus. So young people, don't be lazy. I know working in this fallen world who can be very, very hard. And Pastor Bernard, he's a faithful pastor. He's trying to support his life and loving you, supporting the church. He got scammed. I mean, let's be real. Life can be very hard. He tried to live. He tried to work up a good, honest job, but people scam him. I mean, again, yes, working in this world can be very hard for you. But the calling for all of us is still the same. We work hard. We work hard not, we work hard not because of the position, not because of the money, not because of the benefit. No, no, we work hard because our heart treasures Jesus. We work hard by trusting him, by treasuring him as the supreme treasure. That's why your boss, your co-workers will say, man, thank you. You bring such a joy in my company. And I can see that the testimony from my wife. She works so hard. I think this is the thing that God instilled in her heart. And I need to learn from her. And I want to encourage all of you young people. You talk to her. Julia, how can you have that excellent, that zeal and that joy? Even Saturday, Falim, you go with me to work. Oh my goodness, Lord. <laughs> yes, ma'am, let's do it. How much the money you get? Uh, nothing. Okay, fine. <laughs> Woo! I just need to, oh my, my. And I'm, I'm just preparing sermon over there yesterday. Okay, calm down, Paul. Calm down. 
That is the meaning when Jesus said, don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. So it doesn't mean like quit the job. Just pray. God will deliver the food. Like suddenly some grab driver or boom, ding dong, pizza for you. Oh, thank you, Lord. No, man. God will ask you to work. Work hard. Yes. Art can be hard. I mean, work can be hard. Hang in there. God will deliver. We don't, we don't work for money, man. We don't work for benefit. We don't work for position. That's why, as a pastor, Jesus, that's why we start from cleaning the toilets. I want to see, you know, like, if, you're willing, if you are, as a pastor, willing to clean the toilets, I think you'll be willing to serve all kind of people in this place. So you want to be a pastor? Let's go. Let's go. Amen. Let me invite the worship team. So the summary of my sermon here, I share three reminders, three important crumbs from John chapter 6. The first one, why 12 baskets, man? Seriously, I asked like, why 12? Why not 11? Why not 100? You know, why? Why 12? Because Jesus knows his disciples, his followers, his believers, serving the Lord, 12 people. And God say, I will take care of you. When you serve me, I will take care of your life. And number two, we learn why Jesus, the miracle Jesus walking on the water was put in the middle, <laughs> in the between of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and an explanation. Why? Because Jesus well, Jesus wants to remind all of us, yes, life can be so life can be hard. After you serve the Lord, after you give your life the best for him, life can be hard. But remember, I'm walking on the water toward you. You hang in there and you invite me to your boat and everything will be fine. And the last one we learn. Quit the job, stop working. No. Work hard. Oh my goodness, you need to. I'm praying for you. No, don't quit the job. Stay there. I mean, again, if God asks you to stay, you stay. If God asks you to move, you move. Absolutely. The point is, work is part of our calling as a Christians. Amen. And we work, we work hard, not because of money, not because of position, not because of the benefits, not because of we want to be, you know, we want to retire someday. No, no, we, we work because we treasure Jesus as the supreme treasure in our heart. Amen.